Can I rant for a sec? Please. Pay apps are way too public. What happened? Some rando hearted a payment from five months ago, and I realized people can see my entire history, who I'm paying, like full names. It's super weird. Yeah, it's weird. How are you paying your friends then? Apple Cash. It's all in messages. You can literally send cash like a text, and it stays between friends. Random people can't see it. Did you just pay me a dollar on Apple Cash? <laughs> Services are provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Terms apply. Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, this is Annie. And Samantha. And welcome to Stefan Never Told You, a production of iHeartRadio. And welcome to another edition of Happy Hour. We're taking a small break. We usually uh, feature a Sex and the City watch party or a watch... Live watch? It's not really live. <laughs> no. It's live for me and you. I don't know what to call it. Yeah. I guess we're just going to... A reaction? Yeah, that's it. A yeah. reaction party because Annie's never seen it and I love watching her uh, seeing these episodes. But today, we're not doing that. We took a quick break. Lots of things are happening, um, including in my own personal life. We've had a lot of very sad... <laughs> sad, sad conversations about what's going on in my life. And so I just just want to take a small break and kind of do a, hey, this is what's happening with Samantha slash follow my journey type of thing. Um, And it's not going to be often, but there are some things happening that I think is interesting enough that I do want it, I guess, recorded and shared. Is that the best way to say it? But (laughs) again, before, before we start, because it is a happy hour, A, and we're not necessarily sponsored by anything that we're talking about on this episode right at this point. Yeah. That's how I'm going to say this. <laughs> Annie, are you sipping on your red wine? I, I'm i not. What? <laughs> yes. I got sent a... I'm not going to name the company because I don't know if they're any good or not. But I got sent like this. It's supposed to be kind of a aperitif. Uh, oh, drink. Aperitif? Yes. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> a pair of what? I love that I'm on a food show and I don't know how to say anything. I <laughs> I just had a conversation about this. No, it um, just it took me a moment because I was like, a, a pair of what? A pair. <laughs> and a then pair I had of to teeth. sound it. I was like, I had to sound it out in my head to see what you're. Uh, but no judgment. Uh-oh. We can call That's, it a pair of teeth. I like it. Thank you. That should be what it is. Uh, yeah, <laughs> it's very good. It's very it's bitter and orangey. Yeah. Yeah. Aperitif is very, like, it's supposed to be the cleansing and can Uh help your stomach, too. Oh. Uh Oh. (laughs) Indigestion. Yeah. People have given me things as, like, that for me. Because I'm like, I have a stomachache and they give me this licorice 
And I'm like, I hate this. Why did you give me this? And like, it helps your stomach. I'm like, never give me this again or I'm going to vomit. <laughs> I feel like that's all lies, though. When it yeah, comes to liquor, it helps you. Does it though? <laughs> yeah. But does it? <laughs> and of course, just as a reminder, if you are drinking, if you're drinking an aperitif yourself or a pair of teeth or anything else, drink responsibly, do things responsibly. That's yes. what we say in all things. Do things in moderation and consideration of others as well as your body. There you yes. go. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. For me, I am keeping it still no alcohol for now. I have my bubble water, which they're running out of my flavor. I'm very upset Uh-oh. about this. Someone needs to tell me what's going on because I need my favorite flavor. Uh-oh. I need answers, y'all. <laughs> we'll get okay. to the bottom of it. We got to get to the bottom of it. <laughs> and today's uh, episode is definitely a lot of personal stuff. I know, Annie, you're probably going to just sit back and stare at me because I have a lot of questions, unanswerable questions right now. But I am working on getting some answers. So as most, as all of you know, if you have joined us before, especially if you know of us and who we are and what we do, I am a Korean adoptee. I came into the U.S. when I was seven, almost seven slash eight. It's kind of all that stuff. And I have a lot of trauma, a lot of things that I've worked through. I have a difficulty when it comes to uh, having conversations about my identity. And there's a lot of searching. In my 40s, I'm still searching. And honestly, part of the reason it's so late coming is the overwhelming guilt of that I should be grateful for where I am. So that means not looking into the past. I also want to put here that my parents, my adoptive parents, have never tried to stop me from learning about myself. A lot of it had a lot to do with my own self-esteem issues, wishing I was white, thinking and being told by society, not by my parents. Once again, I need to put that um, that white is better and is considered uh, the norm. And that's what I should have attained to, even though it's way too impossible. So many things. Or that if I was going to be Asian, I need to be a beautiful Asian person, like a gorgeous model type in order to be accepted. Like that's the only way. Um, because the fetishism of Asian people teaches you that as well, especially when you see them being portrayed on television and or any kind of media, especially when I was growing up in the 80s, 90s. So all these things have a lot of uh, deep-rooted, I guess, self-hatred of my own ethnicity, of my culture. And it took me till probably the late 20s, later, maybe mid-30s, I mean, honestly, to really, really want to be a part of it. I did take Korean in college. I've already told the story that I was really, really awful at it. I've retried several times since then in trying to learn it. But there comes a lot of trauma with that when I do this because there definitely is a lot of triggers, whether it's emotional, physical, or even like sensations, like taste and all and all of that. Um, but I am in that journey. You may have heard the DNA episode that we did with 23andMe, and I didn't really discover much. There was It was a lot of dead ends. I uh, didn't have too many relatives. The people who were closest to my relative, uh, they were like a second, third cousin, and I, d- I realized I didn't understand what that meant. And I thought I had, and I was like, oh, wait, that's not what I envisioned <laughs> that mm-hmm. meant. Um, but never really gotten any answers. So there's a lot of question marks in my life. And recently, I told y'all I'm really getting into all the Korean cultural pop culture that I can right now. And it's it's brought a lot of emotions. It's brought a lot of sensations. I have found several new dramas that I love, Annie. One has 52 episodes, one hour each, and it is the epitome 
of the Korean drama that that you would assume that the uh, dramatic shots, the love stories, the the soap opera bit, like hidden identities, murder. <laughs> I mean, mm. all the things, all the, rich people, all the things. But it's very quite quite fun. Um, so I'm all about that. I've been doing a lot more language learning, in which uh, I I some of this is familiar to me. So there's there's a lot there's a lot coming at me. Uh, recently, I wanted to try to look up specifics to where I was told I was from, which also led to me looking up the actual adoption agency, which I've talked about before. Um, my experiences were not pretty, so I don't think about it too often. But uh, I was like, you know, well, let me just look into this. And it turns out there's several lawsuits that happened last year with them specifically, including them forging um, papers to adopt children out. Uh, misleading parents, misleading biological and adoptive parents about these youths. And they're all about my age. So around the time that I was adopted, this was happening with Holt International, who has a big backstory of being Christian and wanting to save Korean children. So that's a whole different thing. They came around after the Korean War, I believe. Um, And mm, whatever. There's a lot of things I feel about that. Again, it's a part of the Christian uh, like trauma that we've been recently talking about, religious mm-hmm. trauma. This is a part of it. Uh, but they have been um, under fire because they have come out. Um, different adoptees have come out with the accusation that they have been lied to. They have essentially been stolen and trafficked. Um, and I don't know who that all entails. I know there's about two to 300 adoptees who are part of this lawsuit. There's another lawsuit where uh, the adoptee accuses the facility of um, pretty much exploitation and neglect, uh, allowing for a lot of trauma and abuse that happened within the facilities, as well as when they were uh, sent out and then not supporting those who were adopted when they were pretty much um, ostracized by the families that were adopted by. So, so many things. So that brought out a lot of things in my head. I was like, oh my God, this is my age group. I don't know what it is. And when I was looking at their site, I found out that I can actually request information, a lot of information, um, if it's a, if they have it. Of course, they've also been told, that I've also read that they're maybe trying to destroy records. But what I'm understanding that the human rights uh, advocates have been working with the president in Korea to stop that from happening. We'll see. Um, I sent an email requesting things kind of haphazardly. I was sitting here uh, procrastinating as I do. And then I was like, oh, let me look at this in the middle of my work. And then went down this rabbit hole. And I was like, you know what? It doesn't hurt. Might as well send it out. I sent it out and got a response pretty quickly from their agency, this post, I think post-adoption people saying that they do have my information. Well, they were able to get my information because I am on their records of being as being adopted through them. So I should be getting something. I, I sent an email today saying that, yes, they, they verified. They were verifying that I do actually want this information. And I asked for all and any that I could grab. And of course, this sparked a lot of memories that came at me, including like the memories that I have of my grandmother being the one that signed me over um, into the orphanage who, I cannot remember the orphanage. This is the part of the problem because I don't think it was necessarily, I mean, it's not Holt Orphanage. They are the agency that it worked through. So I don't know. And yes, when I say orphanage, I'm not 
I'm not being like crass or any of that. That's what it was called. That's what they called it. That's what I, I have on my records, essentially, that I have. So a lot of information I don't have. We'll see what comes back. Every time I think I'm going to discover something big, it, it ends up not being big. And every time I think something is small, it ends up causing a lot of tr uh, triggering for me. So who knows at this point what's going to happen. Can I rant for a sec? Please. Pay apps are way too public. What happened? Some rando hearted a payment from five months ago, and I realized people can see my entire history, who I'm paying, like full names. It's super weird. Yeah, it's weird. How are you paying your friends then? Apple Cash. It's all in messages. You can literally send cash like a text, and it stays between friends. Random people can't see it. Did you just pay me a dollar on Apple Cash? <laughs> Services are provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Terms apply. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, snag a job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, temp to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position. Warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, snag a job's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots as I sit down with inspiring women like Misty Copeland, Brooke Shields, Vanessa Hudgens, and so many more. We dive into how these women made their pivot and their mindset shifts that happened as a result. It's a podcast about women, their stories, and how their pivot became their success. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Right now, like I said, I've really been inundating myself in Korean culture. It has a, I have a lot of feelings, a lot of feelings. Uh, of course, part of that is Korean culture that we see, what we see, not necessarily what is happening, but what we see in the U.S. is very glamorized. So I feel even less worthy of being Korean. You know, like I'm not worth their time to be a part of their uh culture. So it's kind of like, and I say they because it feels very much like they. 
So it's, it's a lot of emotions and feelings and then trying to figure out loving something that didn't love me. That's what it feels like. I think I told you this when I was talking about doing um, the Korean New Year's tradition. A part of that is giving offerings to your ancestors. And I said, the ancestors because they me over and I'm over it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they didn't care about me. Why should I care about them? It's mm-hmm. kind of that whole level of like, not necessarily Korea as a whole, I guess Korea as a whole, but even knowing, like even thinking about what would have been had I stayed there, had my parents kept me. Again, a lot of legalities, a lot of sub abuse, lots of neglect in, in that situation. What would have happened? And so, of course, I have to be, again, lean to that. I need to be grateful because there's no telling. I definitely wouldn't be doing a podcast telling my story had I remained in South Korea. So that definitely like a lot of conversations. And and there's also an option to get a citizenship review with uh, South Korea. And I'm considering it. I don't know. I think there's something about I would like to be a dual citizen because I do want to know about that. There's also there's a whole tour you can take uh, through the agency to learn about your culture. And I think it can include trying to find your biological parents. That thought just now, as I said that out loud, makes me nauseous. That is not something I want. But I am fairly sure I had a sibling, uh, and I don't, at least one. There's questions. I have questions. And that brings to mind when I look at pictures of, or when I see movies or any of that, of people, um, of Korean people. I'm like, do I look like them? Do we, would we be, could we be considered, you know, like siblings where you see people like they obviously look alike. And then the whole Korean culture is like, y'all all look alike, which is very generic, you know, like very huge stereotype that's really gross and racist. But to the level of like, is it, do I look similar to them because we're Korean? Like, is that a thing? Is that, I don't know. So there's a lot of questions like, would I be able to recognize a sibling? I don't know the feeling of looking at someone look like looking like me. So, of course, it's funny to me when I see biological siblings that they do look exactly alike. I was like, wow, what is that? What is that? To know that you look that close to each other and then having that moment of like, this is this is the commonality between all of us. We all have this one nose or we all have this specific type of, you know, eye or I said one eye. I don't know why. <laughs> That's the about right. But you got one eye. The other one's like just, you know, swollen, I guess. I don't know. Clo- I, I, sorry, y'all. Uh, <laughs> the rambling. But yeah, there's there's a whole lot of questions that's unfathomable to me. And again, I'm like, man, I'm really late in this journey. I mean, coming into my, like, what we would call midlife and doing this work feels natural, but unnatural and daunting. And then as, again, a Korean woman who knows the bad things that are happening when it comes to feminism and, and who believes in what and the sexism that's happening in that country, knowing that I probably wouldn't be accepted anyways because of the views that I have. Um, and thank God for them. I mean, I think that's what keeps me alive. Um, there's there's a conflict. There's a level of conflict, but also the desperation of wanting to uh, be a part, truly a part of something, like tr- truly to understand something and have something to hold as cultural, something cultural to me and important to me um, as well. There's a lot right now. And I feel like it's important that I talk about it. I feel like it's important that we acknowledge, I guess, and and I acknowledge that 
there's still that conversation that isn't had enough when it, pe- when it comes to people who are marginalized in their own community. I, I don't know how else to say that. Um, and that's you know, whether it's being marginalized in the feminist community, being marginalized in a, a specific ethnicity, being marginalized as um, a spe- specific uh, family member, even that that's an overwhelming feat, but that there's still a journey ahead, I guess, to it. Yeah. And as in fact, that email I told you about, I just sent out today. So we shall see what the answers will be. And also I will be watching, obviously, these cases to see what the implications are because I know um, the U.S. has a big, a pretty large percentage of the uh, overseas adoptions um, that occurred through HALT as well. Although the actual 200 or more um, adoptees following that lawsuit is based in Denmark. Mm. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. We'll see. Thank you for taking the time to listen and then come on with me on this interesting, very odd and very intimidating journey. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for being open and sharing. It's always interesting because you and I started working. We've been doing this four years together. Mm-hmm. And I feel like uh, I've, he- I've heard you grappling with this and dealing with this. And I've seen kind mm-hmm. of uh, your your journey through it and moving through it. So I just am happy that you're, you're sharing it and I, I'm here for you. <laughs> and, you know, the listeners are too. But you don't have to share anything you don't want to share. Oh, thank you. Yeah, pretty much an open <laughs> book. Let's see how it gets me in trouble. <laughs> well, thank you. Thank you, Samantha, for sharing. Uh, I'm sure we'll have updates. You'll have updates about it. Um, And in the meantime, listeners, thank you for joining us. Cheers to you. If you would like to email us, you can. Our email is stephaniamomstuff at iheartmedia.com. You can find us on Twitter at momstuffpodcast or on Instagram and TikTok at Stuff I Never Told You. We're also on YouTube. That's your Mm -hmm. thing. Uh, We have a book. You Mm -hmm. can pre-order it. (laughs) at <laughs> stuffyoushouldreadbooks.com <laughs> I'm still kind of grappling with that too what we have a book, <laughs> have a book. Um, <laughs> yeah yes um, thanks as always to our super producer Christina our executive producer Maya and our contributor Joey thank you thank you thank you and thanks to you for listening Stuff I Never Told You is production of iHeartRadio for more podcasts from iHeartRadio you can check out the iHeartRadio app Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to your favorite shows Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots, the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is your space to explore mental health, personal development, and all the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden-Bradford, a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia, and I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. 
Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there. Bring a little optimism into your life with The Bright Side, a new kind of daily podcast from Hello Sunshine, hosted by me, Danielle Robay, and me, Simone Boyce. Every weekday, we're bringing you conversations about culture, the latest trends, inspiration, and so much more. I am so excited about this podcast, The Bright Side. You guys are giving people a chance to shine a light on their lives, shine a light on a little advice that they want to share. Listen to The Bright Side on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search The Bright Side.